welcome everyone to the Carry On Cast. This is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where you get to peek behind the curtain and hear your pastors talk about the upcoming preaching text. Uh, welcome. It's so good to have you here. I'm Pastor Megan, and I'm here with... I'm Pastor Eric. Hey, it's Hello. good to be together. Yay. Happy Advent. How's Advent going for everybody? Happy Advent. I know, right? It's so wild. It's already... Well, I was just going to say... I Wasn't it just Thanksgiving? <laughs> I was just about to say, oh, it's time. And then I remembered what our series theme is, oh, which yes. is that it's right. time. Oh, it was a very accidental transition. I, I wish I could say I was that intentional, but it is time. And it, the, that is kind of the thing about Advent and Advent themes. There's this all the way through Advent in whatever readings you're hearing and just kind of what's going on with the season. There's all these heavy themes of like being ready, of preparation, mm. of kind of that, you know, that waiting and watching, the staying attentive, really, really traditionally some of the texts that get read in this season are like, you know, of the um, the maidens watching in the night with mm. the lamps and then half of them run out of oil and then the other half, it, it, this whole sense, they weren't prepared. Prepared, and it, there is this, you know, sense of that the Advent season is a time for us to to get prepared. That yeah. it's time to get our heads on, to yep. be focused, to be watching and ready and waiting. Yeah, I like that what you just said, watching and waiting. Yep, and um, we always think it's about waiting for Christmas mm-hmm. and the celebration of Christmas, and we're we're all getting ready at that time at this time of year, and. Um, you know, buying presents and decorating and baking and all that stuff. But that's part of it. But the the other part that we always need to remember is that it's about the second coming of Christ too. Christ said he would come again. And that's what we're reminding. That's what those verses are referring to. Right. Yeah. So even as we are preparing our hearts and minds in this time to hear the good news of the arrival of the Christ child, so too are we preparing our hearts and minds for this awareness that... He'll come again someday, yeah. right? And I don't mean to say that in a like, are you ready when the rapture comes right. sort of way. We're not, we're not no, going. No, because that's, it's good news. Right, right. We we anticipate with, yeah. with hope and joy the fulfillment of the promise, which is that Christ will come again. People like to talk about the sort of the now and not yet of this phase yes. of Christian life, which is to say the past 2,000 years, because Christ has come, right? Yeah. Christ has come now. He was born. He lived. He taught. He he died he rose again christ has come now but he has also not yet come because yep. he promised to return and we know that god keeps promises and uh we just haven't seen it happen yet so right. we're still watching and waiting yeah and many generations especially like at in the very first disciples and apostles they thought he was coming before the end of their imminently lifetimes. And then he didn't come, and they started passing away. And then they started thinking, well, maybe we should write this stuff down. And but we, every generation has been waiting. Yeah, We're yeah. Still waiting. And so it's just comfort to you, friends, that you know when in t- every so often a doomsday prophet comes along, and they say that they know when the end is coming. Just so you know, that's been happening for two thousand years, and none of them have been right yet. Right. Even the disciples themselves thought they had it down, and they were wrong. So it's okay. It yeah. is a no um, one knows. No one knows, and it's okay to not know. Just like you said, because it's not something to be afraid of; yeah. it's something to be hopeful for. So we wait, we watch, and we practice yes. that in our own way during Advent. That that getting ready, that preparing, mm-hmm. that focusing. Um, interestingly enough, our text for today is not at all uh, in that era of Christ having. 
come. It is very much ahead of the arrival of Christ. Uh, we're reading out of the book of Isaiah. And as we've talked about before, um, Isaiah is a really long book, and it kind of has three components to it. There's first Isaiah, which was written to the people uh, pre-exile, the people who had been disobedient, who had not been listening, kind of what Pastor Eric talked about around on, on Thanksgiving weekend on Christ the King Sunday, mm-hmm. about people who had not been faithful, not been paying attention. King Josiah. Yeah, who, tr- who tried to reform and was successful, but it was a little, just a little too late. Um, so destruction was coming. And indeed, um, so first, the first Isaiah is read saying, uh-oh, watch out, you know, destruction's coming, exile's coming, mm-hmm. you, you know, God has promised that you will reap what you have sown, and that is destruction. Um, and then we move into second Isaiah, which is the component where God says, okay, just like I said, you're all in exile, everything's terrible, and it will not always be like this. Mm-hmm. There is there is a promise of hope yet to come, yep. which speaks nicely to the Advent season. Yes, I was thinking that because we were saying about Christ coming again and, and everybody thinks it will be in their lifetime and it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. So what does it mean to uh, have a promise and know that it's worthy of all your trust and yet you don't know when it will be fulfilled? And that's kind of the context for this reading too. Oh, it's it's big time the it's promise the for this promise. reading. Yes. In fact, it, it took me all the way back to earlier this fall when we were, you know, hearing about Abraham, for instance, who kept getting yeah. that reminder of that promise over and over. Oh, no, 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 you'll be a great nation. Oh, no, 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 you'll go to the land that I promise you. And Abraham's like, I am like 100 years old. <laughs> much longer dude um that's just more a great example right right uh, it's very when you have a promise god uh, will keep it god is faithful it is hard to wait yeah. it is hard to wait it is hard to be humans are not inherently very patient uh we keep looking around and seeing all sorts of reasons uh why we shouldn't believe that god's promise right. might be fulfilled we keep seeing hurt and heartbreak and mm-hmm. suffering um so think of that when you hear this reading too yes. keep in mind that the people who would have originally heard these words were also in the same place they were in exile uh they were occupied they were not living under their own rules they were everything had been taken away from them right their their culture their society their religion their familial structure like they had nothing left right mm-hmm. so much yeah. like we sometimes feel like right now like right. oh my gosh it feels like everything's falling apart yes. well, let me tell you what friends for them it had mm-hmm. already fallen apart yeah. and it is into that it's kind of a theme of all of life. Oh man. Generation after generation. It like because life is hard. Yes. It is just Amen. real. Huh. Um and into that, into that reality of of pain and suffering and struggle, um, comes this beautiful word, one of I think the most beautiful passages, especially in Isaiah, um, which is full of beautiful passages, may I add. Right. Um, we get to hear our reading for this week. Pastor Eric, yes. would you take it away? Isaiah chapter forty. Verses 1 through 11, comfort, comfort. Wait, I'm going to start over. Yeah, yes, it's worth it because it's so pretty. (laughs) Comfort, oh comfort, my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, and she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. 
The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry out. And I said, What shall I cry? All people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, Here is your God. See, the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. Here ends the reading. Oh, comfort, oh, comfort. This beautiful image at the end of a God who comes with this mighty arm, but also tends to lambs and guides the mother sheep. I mean, it's just this whole beautiful, like God is powerful and God is in charge. And also God tenderly cares for even the smallest among us. Oh my gosh, friends, I hope you hear that promise right. for you today. I hope that is true Word for, of you. God for you. Amen. Now, I mean, let's point out that there are lots of different ways to hear this passage. And one is the way we're kind of talking about right now, right? Which is just this promise to you, you right now, listening to this word right yes. now, that your God wants to comfort you, wants to care for you, wants to love you, that God is strong and powerful and mighty and also so personal and caring as to that you matter to God. You personally, exactly as you are, matter to God. Um, so there is that real, you know, kind of devotional aspect to this beautiful poetic text. Um, but there's also kind of how the original audience maybe would have heard this, uh, in particular in a very uh, literal sense, right? So if you're living in exile, you're living in a different place geographically. So if you're hearing something like, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Well, there's a pretty explicit reference, like God is coming to you and you are headed to God, like mm-hmm. literally. Uh, interstate highway through the desert. That's right. Get ready because 494 is coming straight through <laughs> and it's going to bring you and God back together because there was this real sense when the people went into exile that they weren't just in exile from their land. They were in exile from their God. Right. Right. That's a... We were kind of alluding to that before, too. That's a terrible feeling when, um, you know, you you aren't sensing God and, and maybe you're, you're suffering. And I think maybe most of us can identify at a, at least some time in our life where you're going through something and you're like, where are you, God? Yeah. I know you're a good God. How can this be happening? And that's that question we asked earlier, too. How, what does it mean to have a promise of goodness and mercy 
and be in a difficult period of your life. Yeah, absolutely. I remember hearing, uh, I think it was one of my Old Testament professors talk about the exile. Mm -hmm. And I'll admit, I did not know much about the exile um, like until I was deep into seminary, right? It just wasn't a theme that had come out of scripture for me. I'd never really heard about the historical era, but my, my professor kept pointing out like, this is so formative for God's people. This experience of being distant from God, being yes. removed from God about, you know, right? The reality mm-hmm. of, of what it looks like to to suffer. Yep. Um, that that is so formative for God's people historically, but also so true for us today, right? Mm-hmm. If you are wondering, you know, why has God abandoned me? Why am I alone? Um, there's a lot we could say about that. But for starters, just know you're not the only person who's ever right. felt that way, yep. right? The Bible bears witness to the fact that there are seasons in our lives, in the lives of all of God's people, where it feels <laughs> very much like God is absent. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of how often people who have been through something and on the other side will will say, "I it was terrible, but I wouldn't change it because it made me who I am. It brought me to where I am. It brought me closer to God. So we don't like these things, and it definitely is you know not a good thing. And yet, God can use these things to reach us to. Um, impact us in ways that we, in hindsight, can see are incredibly valuable. Yeah, yeah. It's that, I mean, just like you were saying earlier, Pastor Eric, this this truth that God's promises are good and God's promises will be kept. Yes. And so even in times of suffering, even in times where it feels like God is absent, you can trust that the promises are still good. Uh, sometimes that's all you got to hang on to, right? Yeah. Like, well, I ain't seeing it. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it's coming, but I can trust that God keeps promises. And sometimes we can't even believe that ourselves, Mm -hmm. which is why we need other Christians, pastors, people who can come to us and remind us of the the promise and that the promise does remain. And, you know, actually we can quote scripture. We can quote the word. We can share times in our own lives where we've been in a similar place but in hindsight we we could see how god was involved or we can point out what the word says that you're going to experience these times yeah yet god's promise remains and god in throughout scripture has fulfilled his promises over and over and over like you brought up the great example of abraham yeah you know you even when we think it's impossible yeah i think that's why it's so useful i know a lot of times um we really feel like we want to hear out of the New Testament, right? Like mm-hmm. we want to hear Jesus named. We want to hear those promises. The Old Testament sometimes, oh, there's lots of people and there's lots of history. And it can sometimes feel like a lot to sort through. And I feel like when you get into those stories, when you hear that history, mm-hmm. when you learn more about those characters, those eras, you get that sense of like, the hey, full. That's me, right? Like this has happened to other believers yeah. before. Yeah. Like this has happened in the life of God's people in the past, and they made it through then. I can make it through now. Yeah. We can get through this now. This, just like you said, Pastor Eric, it's why we need the community. It's why we need to hear God's word. We yes. need to be reminded of yes. those things. And, and we like, like you said, we like to hear the New Testament and the story of Jesus for us because, you know, we're familiar with that. And these stories help remind us, but it is with Jesus that these stories become our stories. Yes. That's how we can be sure that what 
we read about in the Old Testament is also true for us. It's because that's the promise that we receive from Jesus. Yes. He, he took care of all that for us. And in fact, what's one of the other ways that we hear this story now today as, as contemporary Christians? What's one of the other layers? What do you think of when you hear this passage of Isaiah? What's it? Why is it familiar to you? Well, I mean, are you are you talking about the news or? Well, I was just talking about John the Baptist. Oh, John the Baptist, because <laughs> I was I was looking. I, I still was thinking about how it talks about the grass uh, and the flowers, and yeah, um, y- yes, that that's uh, that we are not. We don't have a promise of a, a eternal, you know, living forever on this side of life. Um, our lives are more like the grass and the flower. We have. Uh, it's that's amazing you know the life that is in plants but as you look out the window here in minnesota they're 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 gone gone now you know um they were beautiful and we enjoyed that during that season but that season is over um and yet the promise remains and you know when it comes to plants we know they're going to come back we have a promise that uh, we have eternal life yeah. too but yeah. it, but as far as sorry john the baptist no it's okay that's good cuz it's good uh, to second re- sunday of advent yeah, right this right? is the john the baptist week right this is, so depending on what uh, cycle of readings you're in right you might be hearing about john the baptist and it's all this talk about prepare the way yes. right a voice crying out right. in the wilderness i mean it's literally this, these words these exact words yes right this is they and and so somewhere along the line someone recognized you know what john the baptist was up to and went, oh, this is what Isaiah was talking about. John Baptist is the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Saying, prepare the way, right? And, and, And the way that played out for the people around John the Baptist's time is different from the way that played out for the people, you know, living in the time of the exile, which is different from the way it's going to play out from us. But which one is right? They all are. Yes. It's all true. This is the good stuff about scripture, folks, is that um, th- when we hear it, what the context is, how the word comes to us, the word remains mm-hmm. a living word, right? And so the way it speaks is going to be different in different times. And I, and I think even just that other piece I just went off on with the grass. No, you didn't flowers, go off. That was perfect. That's the future. So <laughs> yes. you mentioned the past. You yep. mentioned during John the Baptist time. Yep our time today but also the the promise continues even into the future yeah yeah a, a reminder of kind of our our place in history right that that we will rise and fall just like anything yeah. else yeah but for for many people the way this passage is heard is 100% you know prophecy of John the Baptist the one who literally does prepare the way for our lord who is Jesus yeah. um so which one is right the answer is yes, right? That's also true. This is also about uh, John being the one, because, you know, he's literally in the wilderness. He's literally out in the desert. Right. I mean, he's, he's the one who's living like a wild man out on the fringes of society. Um, this is about him. And and for him, preparing the way mm-hmm. of the Lord looked like, you know, kind of this, this promise that who all have sinned and you need to get yeah. yourselves right because the 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 promised one is coming in yep. fact he's here right now mm-hmm. um that wonderful like reminder you got to get ready yep and that christ is come to fulfill all of the prophecy all of these things yep. once and for all yep your this this prophecy um to the original people that their sin is forgiven and that the time of punishment is over well when you then tie it to john the baptist and jesus 
you're talking all sin. Well, and it's a similar message, right? Like yeah. you're, 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 this is, this is the one who pays the penalty, right? Like you have suffered enough yep. and, and God is calling you back. Well, for us that comes in Jesus. So yeah. that, like that constant reminder. Once uh, and for all. Once and for all, mm-hmm. like actually for all as in for all people, right? Um, yeah. So it's, it's this wonderful reminder that a, a text like this um, has more and more layers, right? You put different lenses on it and you see something different mm-hmm. um, a, a note too that as the you know as this is the the second Sunday in Advent we will you know light the second candle on the wreath and we light um, uh, we will light a candle for peace right we light a candle reminding us that with these promises comes also the promise of peace right of, of a God who cares for us in these difficult and painful and tumultuous times and and truly does bring peace to our lives um the only real peace too by the way i was gonna say it might not always feel like peace because you might look out the window or Mm -hmm. or check out the news and go there is no peace there Mm -hmm. is no peace but it is a it is a peace that that lives in us that Mm -hmm. allows us to face those those crises and tragedies with um some some sense of god still at work in the world and and giving us what we need to take a breath and to face it and to continue to bring uh, the love of Christ into the midst of of so much suffering and struggle. That's good news. Mm -hmm. Friends, you need that peace. Cling to the promise, and that's where the the peace is found. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Right? That's what this time is about, is about being reminded of that promise of, of the God who comes to us in Jesus Christ. Amen. That'll preach. That'll preach. Hey, well, thanks for joining us, friends. It's good to have you here with us on the Carry On Cast, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry on the work of Jesus Christ. Thanks, everyone.